Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. This time, we're heading back to Camp Pleasant for season two of Killer Camp. Back again for another instalment of season two of Killer Camp, this time for episode three. Before we get started, I'm having major issues ripping the raw audio of this episode. So in case we don't have any clips from the show in this week's podcast, I need you to do your best impressions and be as descriptive as possible. Who, me? Yeah. I don't know that. A few impressions of some of the... (laughs) You've put me on the spot. I can try. (laughs) Bobby, go. Which one's Bobby? (laughs) I'm joking. I know who Bobby is. Everyone knows who Bobby is. Future Mike here. We got the audio. The other thing I wanted to point out with this episode is that it may not have actually aired in the US because I know the CW had the rights but pulled the series after episode two, which is quite remarkable, really, for a TV station to do that. I don't know of many... I couldn't name any shows. Especially in America where... There are 100 networks. It feels like there's about 100 million channels. Yeah. It can be played somewhere. So after showing two episodes, they've gone, it's just not working, guys. Was it that poorly received? What? But the, but the UK's like, yeah, crack on. Maybe there are different rules around it in that you pay and once you've got it, you, you've, there's an obligation almost. I don't it's know. Like, well, it's like you get the first two episodes for free, but on the third <laughs> the third episode, you've got to buy it. It's like, uh. <laughs> it's like an accumulative cost, which is just getting bigger, exponential cost, getting bigger and bigger as it goes. And they're like, what is it? If you, put, if you get a penny on day one, but then, like, and you on double each, it each day. Each day, yeah. And like, yeah. if you do all the pieces on a chessboard. Was it? If you want, do you want a million pound now or a penny that doubles each day for a month? For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what. That's how they've played out this. They're like, right, two episodes. They're like a few quid each. But then when you get to episode three, that's getting pricey now. <laughs> it's going to cost you at least like four quid. Yeah. Oh, and before I forget, shout out to Bella, who we know is listening because oh, God. she called us out on Twitter following our last episode. I'm glad I don't do the social stuff. <laughs> I'm glad that you have to deal with it and you're a lot more articulate than I am. So it was regarding the fake tan, and I think it was you asked whether or not she was being called an umpa lumpa by It Gabe. was more of an umpa lumpa joke. Yeah, and that you said, is that because of her height or because of fake tan? You did clarify. You, you said... I didn't think she had that much fake tan. Yeah. And she pointed out, it's not fake tan. She's part Filipino. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Um, I'm thinking, what bother have we gotten ourselves into? Thankfully, it wasn't anything like that. It was very much, you were just clarifying that Gabe was calling her out because of her height and not because she's orange. That's correct. That's a Willy Wonka joke. Yeah, it was pure Willy Wonka joke. Exactly. But... I think we cleared the air, and I'm well into her digs at Gabe as well and, as... And now she's suing us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put ideas in her head. We've got no money. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Is it in Rocky where he punches him and he, he lands on the car and he's like, sue me for what? Come on, pug. Touch me now, sue. Because Rocky's broke at that that's point. The, yeah, that's the car. I'm suing you for the car. Yeah, it's the damage of my bonnet, mate. 
Anyway, apologies to those of you listening in another country if it's not released there. I don't know if it, it may have actually re-aired in the States, but I stopped following it to avoid spoilers, so I don't know what the situation is there. On to the episode. We're reminded at the very start of what's already taken place at Killer Camp, having lost two campmates in the first episode, then Jordan being sent to his death last week at the fate of a trampolining accident. We're also reminded about the ongoing love triangle between Lexi, Valentina and Clyde, and that also Clyde is now on several people's radar since he and Jordan had a bit of beef earlier on in the season and Valentina returned safe in the last episode. We join campmates exactly where Bobby left them at the end of the last episode, telling them that tomorrow is vote-off day. And as Clyde begins to plead his innocence, Bruce drags his bloody hands all over the window. It's vote-off day. My main defense would simply be that like, I just would not kill the person who suspects me most. And so the first we've really seen of this, isn't it, Bruce, given the, the jump scares? And we said it last time, we need more of this. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think I, I, I want to say that there's there's another S, SJ reaction where it looks like he's what, where, where jumping Bruce... out of his skin. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's Bruce bit. It might be another bit, but I'm, I definitely saw it. <laughs> I'll see if I can find the audio. We might not have audio. Can you do an impression of SJ jumping right now? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting the sound was effect. Was I was just gonna, I was just um, gonna watch you do it and be like, "Oh, that's really good for the podcast." But instead, we got an awesome scream. That's exactly how it went down as well. And if it didn't, then well, prove it. We get a sample of the U.S. national anthem and see Bobby shouting at the group through his megaphone, reminding them that today is vote off day. Gabe says he'll be shocked if anyone suspects him at all, which I thought was weird because I would thought that a lot of people would have suspected him. Anyway, we see them all chatting about who they think the killer might be. SJ's gutted that Jordan's gone and Jada explains why she was so sad in the last episode to see him go. The one group, because they've split into two groups at this point, one of the groups strongly suspect Clyde because he sent Jordan to, to his death and rescued Valentina last night. Was that all just a ploy to throw them off the scent? Syra is mentioned at the start of this episode she like features and then at the end of the episode valentina suspects her she's quite a quiet one compared to all the others i don't think she's had anywhere near as much airtime not until this episode yeah no that's right that's right the other group go down to the jetty to discuss whether it's clyde in front of him he doesn't really give much away bella and sj both think it's lexi which is interesting and apparently it's because she's not emotionally connected I think it's where she hasn't had the same reactions as others. But let's not forget, it isn't real. So I think it's more about immersion than an emotional connection. Like if you're not reacting by crying when people are sent to their death, it's because it's probably that you're not as immersed because you can disconnect yourself from the fact that they're not actually fucking dying. (laughs) Well, there's a bit at the start that um, I can't remember what what it's even about, but it goes into like the grainy 80s effect. And Bobby's in it. But there's um a ticker tape going along the top saying oh, stuff. Yeah, and I was going to go back and re-watch it, but because of the... Oh, no, I can't really comment on where I was watching it. Not necessarily the ITV player. Um, but the rewind function... <laughs> the rewind function kept playing up so bad on it that I just didn't go back. But yeah, there's like some... It even like says something about Bruce on, on that. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I can't remember what the first two said, but the last one says, uh, she thinks Bruce is hot. <laughs> is it almost like people are like sending in messages yeah yeah i think so yeah fantastic bobby invites them to play the first cash game 
and from how he describes it, it's going to be a good one. It's time for today's cash game. If you've been saying mean things behind people's backs, they're about to find out. And I love this cringe-inducing type of game. I think I would be good at this. What, guessing who said what? Yeah, if I was in the game. Yes, yeah. Not like yeah. other people. I don't listen to other people. <laughs> but if someone said, like, oh, did you ever say this? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> and that's did like you... anything. Yeah, it, oh, that could have been me. Yeah. <laughs> all, the way, all the way through. Yeah. How many times did they say fuck in that sentence? Yeah, that's probably me, yeah. <laughs> they joined Bobby in some cosy-looking outdoor gazebo with a fireplace in it. I don't know what you'd describe that little area as, but purpose made for the... A, a snook. A, a snook. <laughs> what is that? That's exactly... That's what it is, isn't it? Okay. He explains that they get four seasons in one day at Camp Pleasant. Do you remember what the four seasons were? They were a band, weren't they? <laughs> Frankie Valley. Yeah, Frankie Valley. Oh, what a night! Ah, <laughs> uh, freaking hell! Bloody Jersey Boys or something. <laughs> Do you remember what the four seasons at Camp Pleasant were? No. Hot, cold, rain, and murder. <laughs> Surprised you didn't. That's, that's so bad. It's good. <laughs> you just, you just, you completely avoid the fourth season, wouldn't you? It's like, oh, I'll stay there when it's raining and hot. We're gonna emigrate. It's, oh, it's murder season. I'll, I'm just moving away. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> going to my second property then. Oh, Bruce is around killing people. Yeah, we're just gonna we're going up to the lakes. <laughs> I was going to ski in for that season. Frank, Fra- Frankie Valley can stay. <laughs> this is like tourist information board for Lithuania. They're yeah. like, um, is that where we said it was filmed in the end? I think it was, wasn't it? Estonia? Don't. I'm sure. <laughs> it's only last week we spoke about this. Beautiful countries. They all look good. Apart from the, the fourth season. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being that desperate for holiday. Like, oh, I don't mind murder. I don't really want to go in this rain in, though. <laughs> Bit of a waste of a, waste the of a two-week season, that's break. That's fine. I can prepare yeah. for that. Yeah. Winter. What do you say? Well, it's cold. Yeah, you can deal with cold. Yeah. Rain. Can't, I mean... it's, it's like a two-e holiday when you go in and they're like, well, we've got... A, normally, it's about £1,600 per person, but we have got a deal on it at the moment. It's only £250 each. And you're like, oh, is it hurricane it. season? Oh, no, no. It's um, it's murder season. <laughs> uh, I mean, travel insurance for that. <laughs> What's the excess on that? You may as well just buy a one-way ticket. <laughs> so, they go and play the task for cash, which is called Misguidance Counselor, where in pairs they need to match comments made about other campers to photos on the board of people who they think made them. There's four grand on offer in this round. Each pair can win $666 for camp. If they don't guess correctly, the killer then takes that money. So Syra and SJ are paired first. Syra reads hers out. Syra gets on my nerves. She just annoys me. I can't be around her. SJ says that he hasn't heard any comments like that and they start to guess and think maybe it's Valentina they are wrong the killer wins $666 as it was Clyde who said that about Syrah now Valentina is pissed at SJ and Syrah because she was chosen by SJ and Syrah and Syrah is now pissed off at Clyde so all this does is just break up the group entirely which I love it's it's amazing it's such a good way of ruining relationships by telling people what they've said about them when they think it's in private. 
Clyde and Valentina go next, which is strange because I was expecting SJ to read Cyrus. And then I realized there's only like a few pairs that there's only like six pairs, mm-hmm. I think, or, or five pairs or whatever it is. And that I was expecting it to be, do you know what I mean? I was expecting it to be everybody had something said about them. There probably are campmates that haven't had that many bad things about, like what would someone say about SJ, for example? Nothing, nothing. Cause he's absolutely perfect. <laughs> would you not say he jumps like a salmon? Jumps out. Well, we'll get to that. He jumps out of windows. Oh, oh, we will get to that. Oh, it's one of the best things I've seen. <laughs> anyway, technique is on point. It's, it's fantastic. So Clyde and Valentina do go next, and Valentina reads hers out. I guess if the killer got rid of Valentina, then other people would get a chance with Clyde. I was hoping this was SJ or someone like. <laughs> But, and also, you know, am I missing something? Because why? what is the fascination with Clyde? I I honestly wish I knew. Like, uh, nah, I... Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's good enough answer for me. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. And it doesn't help because, like, it, it, like, it's difficult because, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it'd be different if it was a woman and I could think, oh yeah, I'm attracted to those features, those features. But with Clyde, like there are plenty of men that I look at and think, oh, I can see why the girls like. Well, yeah, exactly. You, for example, who wouldn't want a six foot six piece of ass. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I don't just necessarily my see ass, it, My ass is all six foot six of it. Yeah, that's yeah. If that's why you got a big crease in your neck. <laughs> oh dear me. Anyway. Clyde doesn't think that it's Lexi or many others, to be fair. He guesses uh, Moira, Mora, sorry, and gets it wrong. Unlucky, it was indeed Lexi. And I found that absolutely brilliant that Lexi is, is calling Clyde out. They're all, for my liking, too sensitive. And I really like Lexi's attitude. And honestly, she's not taking any shit. I would love her to be the killer. We'll get onto that conversation at the end. But Lexi, massive respect. Obviously, these were my comments from... 10 minutes into the episode and you know when i got to the end i devastated we'll speak about it when we get there but absolutely devastated so far the killer has won two rounds because they've not got anyone yet jade reads out lexi's next i feel like i don't get the most sincere vibe from her so i'm keeping her at an arm's length and they're all like surely that's sj and that's who they guess and they're right because he's used the word vibe and that's a very SJ thing to do. Good news, Lexi and Jada win the $666 for camp. Lexi reflects on what SJ thinks of her. But at the end of the day, who cares? After all this is over, you literally never need to speak to him again, if you don't want. Lindy is reading out a comment made about her. She's another one who's been fairly quiet. She kind of looks like the Bride of Chucky right now. The Bride of Chucky notoriously has... Uh, bleached blonde hair as well. Yeah, exactly. This is what I find. I think so you can't reference something that you don't know about. Well, let's be honest. The person that said this has actually only ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that so... is true. Surprised you didn't say, "Oh God, you know she looks like Violet Beauregard or something, <laughs> like Mike TV." <laughs> like God, you're back with your Willy Wonka. Anyway. <laughs> They get it right. And rather than be pissed at Gabe, they celebrate winning the money. And to be fair, it's not a bad comment, is it? If someone's saying something about you, it's not like, oh, you're a two-faced 
idiot or anything like that. It's very much, you look like Bride of Chucky. And I think it's more of the gothic look, isn't it? And he's gone, mm. oh, you've got the dark hair, dark eyes. You look like, and and to be fair, a better analogy would have been, um, well, we've said it before with American Dad, but what about the um, corpse bride? Because yeah. perhaps that's what he meant and he got his movies mixed up because then you have got the dark hair, dark eyes. Because he's only seen one movie. <laughs> Or perhaps he wasn't allowed to say Corpse Bride because it was made after the 80s. And references had to be 80s references. Maura reads out what someone said about Gabe. Is he the killer or is he just like a blank? blank? And they blanked out a word, didn't they? Was that just too rude to say? Like, they said, is he the killer or is he just blank? And I'm like, don't know what the word could be. Is it maybe it's, is he the killer or is he just a one film wonder? Or is he just a wank? <laughs> maybe it wasn't blank. Maybe that's what they said. Yeah, I just missed yeah. it. Yeah, maybe. They guessed it would be Bella and they are right. And now the campmates have got $2,000 and the killer's got 1300 or so. The final pairing is Clyde and Lexi. And Clyde reads something out about himself. Clyde is giving me the ick. Oh! <laughs> he is trying it with every girl in here and they're falling for it. Run, girls, run. Lexi thinks it's Mora. That's who they go with, and they're correct. Therefore, they take $2,666, and the killer gets just over $1,300. Since Mora has Clyde figured out so well, this is where I changed my mind. Like, Mora for me is the ultimate. I know you like love SJ and stuff like that, but Mora just knows. She said it from the start about Clyde. I think she has the same attitude as us on Clyde. Her thoughts are the same. So, that's why I'm so keen for her to do well. At the end of this challenge, they see someone else come in into the camp on the Swan Pedalo three days what into the competition. What is that Mr. Flight. I could have sworn. <laughs> I could have sworn Bobby said Kelly, but it turns out she's called Kaylee, and it's such a do weird you, move. Do you think there's a lot of names that you've never heard of? <laughs> not, not generally in this show, like names I've never heard of, ever. As in, as in, name some girls in the in show. In the show, yeah. Oh, like Mora, never, never heard, heard of, of it. Yeah. Uh, Jada, I, mean, I might have heard of Jada. Lindy, Syrah, Syrah, yeah. What's this one that's coming on the Swan? To be fair, she's Kaylee. I've heard of Kaylee. Oh yeah, true. Right, maybe not then. <laughs> maybe maybe thirty percent of the people, Basil. Oh no, Basil Faulty and Basil Brush. It's weird when you say it like that, right? <laughs> freaks me out. That freaks me out a little bit. When she comes in on the on the swan, yeah, I'm not sure where. Like it's away from screen, so you don't see someone say it, and I still don't know who says it. But there's a who the hell is that? <laughs> I got to listen to it twice because where's this say, coming from? Say it again because I clipped that audio of you. Who the hell is that? Perfect, because I can use that now rather than me you trying can, to find you, the audio. You can find the audio and it'll be exactly the same. It's like <laughs> me saying it twice. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? I'm guessing Kaylee isn't the killer, because that'd be shit if they introduced the killer three days in, right? Yeah, so why introduce her at all? I don't get it. I, d I don't understand. I, do you know who I thought it was going to be? What? I thought it was going to be one of the old campmates. For ages, I thought it was going to be someone from the last series. Oh, the only thing I'm thinking now is just, this can be awful if it is. Unless she's like some sort of stooge. No, because it'd be pointless. Some sort of stooge that they, they've really set up. They've blown the budget on some set piece murder that they need some 
gymnast for, or you know, I mean, or something oh, like what? Yeah, what if she is like the model for Rasusiani, like the mannequin, <laughs> or they've, you know, like how's it Rasusiani? Come on, you know who Rasusiani is? Sounds like a pasta dish. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're at Carluccio's, can I have the Rasusiani, please, in tomato sauce with the garlic bread on the side? <laughs> Have you got any linguini? No, but we do have Rasusiani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right. You know when you give first aid at work and, you know, when you go to a first aid course mm-hmm. and there's a doll. You know in the office where Dwight cuts the face off the yeah. doll? Yeah. That's Rasusiani. So her name's Annie, but she's a resuscitation aid. But it's a, a bloke, isn't it? In the... Maybe, maybe in, in that clip from the office it's a bloke. But like, What would his UK, name be then? In the UK. Um, Rasusiandi. <laughs> What's it got to be Italian? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, man. <laughs> so. <laughs> Where do you... right, so... We digress. We... All I was getting. <laughs> what if they've got like a waxwork already made of her? Mm, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's just move on. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's real. So, so the real story of Rasusiani is an interesting one, by the way, in that some people think that her face is, is, and I don't, I think it's the myth has been debunked, but they were saying that a girl like drowned back in the day or choked or something like that. And when I say back in the day, you know, decades ago, and they used the face, like they created Rasusiani's face on this dead girl's face, like creepy as. I don't what to for, for to have people forever try to resuscitate her. <laughs> what just like what a some sort of curse is that? I mean, it's it's scary, like, oh yeah, like... you know, you know your daughter that drowned. Yeah, we're just gonna have a for the next like hundred years, people trying to resuscitate her. Well, I think yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm either I've made it up or it's an internet myth. So take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> Did you make it up and then put it on the internet? <laughs> They try and pass the buck now to Reddit. If I don't you see know. all the posts on Reddit, and it's like, yeah, Chad presents one. <laughs> That's not my name on Reddit. Noob Sniper sixty nine. not. That is not me. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's me. Um, <laughs> I think it was Clyde. Or someone says, "Oh, here comes fresh meat." Oh God! Did he? Yeah. Like oh, and that just cool, I th- it's either Gabe or Clyde. To be fair, they're so interchangeable to me because it's like that whole like well, they're, they're... bro. Yeah, culture. and they they've they've got that bro culture, but they're they're also the ones that are giving Kaylee the tour of the house. It's yeah. just so cringeworthy. Oh, oh, look at my bed. Oh, well, you can always come into mine, mate. But where he says to her, "Hold yourself," it is so funny. <laughs> it's so good. For me, first impression, like a little bit of a player. Oh, but I think you're, you're more of the flirty one, I could tell. Why is that? Why Just am I the that vibe. No, I'm trying to keep you safe. Of course. You can flirt as much as you want with me, oh, but it st- still means that you are a flirt, though. Just saying. Okay, first of all, hold yourself. She already hates him, doesn't she? Yeah. But then you see Clyde thinking that he's way better than he is as well. He's just... I appreciate, like, I think a lesson learned from us is that with Bella listening... And we didn't expect anyone from the show to actually like listen to us. But we've also got to be conscious that imagine like Clyde or Gabe go and do like a search of killer camp and then they stumble upon us chatting shit about them. 
we do need to be careful because the amount of time I put here, Clyde is just gross. <laughs> I think, no, I think, shit, if he ever listens, you've got some idiot on a podcast saying, yeah, Clyde's gross. <laughs> it does make me feel a little bit bad, but equally, don't go on TV and be gross. He's massive as well. He's bigger than you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but but does he have a six foot six sidekick? <laughs> That's true. Because I don't know. Well, he might do. Does he have a six foot six sidekick who is all ass? <laughs> <laughs> the worst superpower. I've literally written. I mean, you know my um, history with note making. Word for word, I wrote this down. Why is she here, Mike? Has she missed her flight? <laughs> oh, as in you made that note? Yeah, as I was, as I was watching it, I was like, I was like, in. <laughs> there's no, there's no rhyme or reason, is there? Will it become apparent later in the season? I think not. It'll probably just be glossed over. Yeah, we bought someone extra. Yeah, she couldn't make it to start. But why not bring another? Why not bring a, like a because all focus is on Clyde and Gabe. Within week, like, not Gabe, not Gabe, not Gabe. Bring in another bro. Yeah, and then get like Valentina's like head turning a little bit. Oh, I should have brought in like Valentina's ex boyfriend or something. Yeah, maybe Kaylee's Valentina's ex girlfriend. Maybe that's what we find out in the next episode. Oh, can you imagine? Bobby calls them to the dorm to win some clues to the killer's identity. Bobby tells Gabe to go and remake his bed in that absolutely mad moment that he's having, where he's just shouting at them. Is this how you're living? This place is a pigsty! Mummy-hated mess! Anyway, before tonight's vote off, they're given a chance to win clues in a great turn of events because unlike last season where they just compete in teams, this year they're going into Bruce's shack to find clues to the killer's identity yeah, that I Bruce like this. just happens to leave lying about. Right, okay. We'll gloss over that. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, that's fine. But because I like it is the fact that it's a whole team event. Yeah. But it is, it's got a bit of like lore and story too, the fact they're going into Bruce's house. And it's it's like a, an I'm a celebrity challenge, but with a crystal maze twist. Yeah. And that you've got the people like outside shouting. What I did find funny though was I was thinking, right, where's Bruce live? He's got to live in the forest somewhere. Oh no, he lives literally next door. <laughs> He's in the cabin just, just. He's literally in the cabin opposite. <laughs> Isn't it? You can see him out the. No one do you see him by the window. He's probably just walking He's probably somewhere. just gone to the shop to get his eggs or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they, they showed them going in. And there's the yeah. lake there. There's other stuff there. It's in a clearing. It's it's, it's it's nice and mowed. Like Bruce might come like from off the island onto the island to do his killing. But instead, he's just on that small patch of grass with them. He's literally outside. <laughs> where they do all their games and stuff. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see some like in later episodes, them run past his house. Anyway. Two people have been chosen to go and get the clues, Lindy and SJ. And it's a good pairing because Lindy to come out of the shadows because she's been really quiet and SJ because he'll be screaming a lot. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Bobby says. Um, UV lights are given to them. I mean, just be careful around Bruce's bed sheets. Um, <laughs> gross. And yeah, like with all the rats and the, and the clues hidden around, this is very sort of, I'm a celebrity. It's very escape room as well, isn't it? Yeah. Highlight one of that. Well, there's a few highlights for me. Oh, come um, on, that cupboard door opening. Cupboard door opening was good, and some random running that out. Bloke running out of it, yeah. Where did he come from? Like a, a campmate, which is a bit like a former campmate that's just what, yeah, what happened there. Oh, I can't remember how he says it, he pronounces it, so you, you can clip it. But when they read gramophone backwards, 
Oh, yes. And SJ's like, what is that? <laughs> and then Clyde corrects them. No, not, not Pell, not Palmar, not Mario. What does that mean? Could you see yeah, read it backwards? Gramophone. I, I was... I thought that was a little bit sus, actually. Clyde knew a lot. Clyde knew loads. And don't get me wrong, he was on the um, radio, so maybe it was just... But also, it's, they can see it. It's on the TV. He can see it. It's pretty yeah. much night, night vision. Right enough. Maybe he's just cleverer than some of the others. Or he's a killer. Like m like murder and red rum and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, did you hear SJ as well singing? Like, I don't... I, I, I don't even know the tune now, but he's like, I love rats, I love rats. I don't know if that's how he sang it. I love rats, I love rats, I love rats. Yeah, so so they find the first clue under the rats. They find the second clue in a red rum bottle because it's murder backwards. They end up in Bruce's toilet and eventually find another clue in the mirror. Do you think that if they didn't move into the toilet, or like Bruce would have come in? I think it was always designed for them to get yeah. in there and then for Bruce to come. Yeah, yeah, same, same. So when he returns, they lock themselves in his bathroom and hide behind a see-through shower curtain. <laughs> but have you, seen, you know that you say about the um, about the mirror? Yeah. And do you see they both put like the arm up, like they both wave at the mirror? Oh yeah, to, to prove that it's a mirror. They're like <laughs> looking at themselves. Yeah. Now, to be fair, if you are immersed in this, this must have been so terrifying. Yes, it's obviously very dark in there as well, isn't it? Yeah. Bruce's hand reaches through the bathroom door and somehow SJ managed to break the toilet, but in doing so, <laughs> found a fourth clue. <laughs> it's almost like he stands on it. He's like, oh shit, that's what I was looking for earlier. Yeah, yeah. The next thing I've got is, you know, they're being told, you've got to get out. You've got to find a way out. And SJ rolling out of that bathroom window. I've watched it three times. It's a highlight, right? Massively. Like, because it is... What I love about SJ, and like he's fully, he's fully immersed. He's fully there. immersed. Yeah, he's there to the point where he's not stepping out of the window. He's full on, just jumping to freedom. It absolutely. <laughs> he just slams against the floor. Oh, it's fantastic. Amazing. Anyway, they return with the four clues, and we see how just how gross it was in Bruce's shack because they're now covered in blood. The clues. Uh, I mean, firstly, the killer would not admit to being a cheat. The killer will be back. The killer has designer taste, and the killer is fishy. What the fuck are they? Yeah, what is that fishy one? Like, well, this is so. Is one of is is Gabe's is like is his name Gabriel Pike? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Valentina Kipper. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, since Clyde returned from not being killed in the killer's game, he suspected because of the killer will be back comment. He also he's wearing like a polo shirt quite a lot and a cardigan. Perhaps likes designer stuff more than Gabe, who's wearing his jazzy shirts. Although I appreciate those uniforms, costumes, whatever you like to call them, are given to them. But also points at Clyde because he's a decent swimmer. Valentina is far too de defensive of Clyde. I do have major issues with Valentina's sort of. I think she's. It wouldn't surprise me if she's the killer because she's so defensive of other people. Mm -hmm. And I think she's probably trying to play that sympathy or showing sympathy or empathy for others anyway kaylee then drops the bomb by telling everyone that clyde said there's no relationship i mean isn't there a love triangle going on <laughs> right so could that be something to do oh. with that i mean i did ask him this when i got in and he basically said that there's no nothing going on really with anyone oh my god kaylee dropped the biggest bomb ever clyde is just like such a player it's just disgusting have you guys developed feelings for him 
I kind of backed out of that. They're definitely there, but changes every time I hear something new that I hadn't heard before. That is shocking. Clyde and Gabe discuss tactical voting. And I've put here, mate, if they vote Lexi off, then fuck them both. It's going to really do my head in if Clyde gets away with this, because now I'm all in that he's the killer. Yeah. Uh, it just, it was so bad that they're like, I mean, well, I, I get it's a game and that's fair play. Like, yeah, I do... but they've definitely done done some work to make that happen, haven't they? Exactly. Awful. So Bobby sits and waits for them at the campfire and they're all dressed in their day one gear, which I love. Bobby welcomes them to their circle of mistrust and tells them that the innocents have just under five grand at the moment, but the killer has five and a half. It's time to vote, and I was legit on the edge of my seat at this moment. We're reminded of Sean, Basil and Jordan's fate, but who could have done it? Bobby gives them all a chance to speak, and I honestly think in this moment, the killer has to speak. Or is it just the killer has to speak if they're being suspected? I.e. Clyde is being massively suspected. So I think he has to speak because mm -hmm. Jada says it could be Mora, but Jada's not under any... I don't think Jada she, is no, suspected she's, at the moment. No, Jada's not she suspected. She didn't need to say that. No, Mora's, Mora's, Mora's not really suspected no. either. Clyde says that he should be able to work it out because he's a nerd. I, what? How does, that, how does that make any sense? Uh, I'm very, very good at my Star Wars trivia, so I'm pretty sure I can tell you who the killer is. Doesn't work <laughs> like that. Does. Bella thinks it's Lexi due to the designer stuff. Lexi responds by calling out Clyde. Bobby says that was a good comeback, and it was because of what Lexi then responds when she calls out Clyde. I, just, I think it's wonderful. Valentina asks them how it can be Clyde when he's done so well. But then Jada calls her out and I, I put Syra could be changing her mind based on what Valentina's now said. So mm -hmm. it was almost like she's been swayed from Clyde to Lexi. I don't know about you, but in my mind, I don't think anyone could persuade me otherwise. If I'm going to that campfire with someone in mind, it's I don't going, think yeah. any of those comments would have swayed me or changed my no, opinion. In, unless, unless they say, Mike, look at her. And like she's got blood all over her hands, she's, holding she's texting a knife. Bruce right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah but mm, maybe. So they cast their votes. Kaylee votes for Gabe. That's just because they got off on the wrong foot, I think, early on, or when Kaylee arrived. Clyde votes for Lexi. Lexi votes for Clyde. Maura votes for Clyde, and Syra votes for Lexi, which oh, is so annoying. Yeah. Anyway, it then goes far too quickly for me to catch who voted for who, but we see Lexi get a few more, and she only needs one more to be out. And then SJ casts his vote, Lexi. Lexi's leaving regardless now. They've, they've, they've been massively compromised, I feel. Yeah, someone's led them astray, i.e. Clyde and Gabe. Their plan has worked, definitely. And we find out that Lexi's also been voted for by Lindy and Valentina. Oh, no, sorry, by Lindy. And Valentina chooses Syra, which is an odd choice, but extremely interesting. Yeah, because if you're the killer and everyone's voting for Lexi... Would you not yeah. just not vote for Lexi? This is the thing. Is Valentina just throwing people off the scent? Does she think it's Clyde, but she doesn't want to vote for Clyde? Or is Syra doing something that we don't see, but Valentina has picked up on? Yeah, maybe. Lexi, now she's been outed as the killer, is asked by Bobby if she is indeed the killer. I am not the killer.
Clyde has constructed this whole thing. He's surely now on everyone's radar. And fair play to Lexi. She gives them all shit for voting for her. And I do exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Clyde says, I've got no words. I betrayed a friend tonight. And it's like, no, mate, you masterminded it all with Gabe. Like, you've not just betrayed a friend. Like, you've just thrown her right under the bus. <laughs> yeah, and you convinced everyone else to keep throwing. But this is where I respect Gabe a lot more because I think Gabe would be very much, yeah, like, I didn't want to get voted out. So I made everyone think it was Lexi. Yeah. If I get the audio, I'll be able to put the scary story that Bobby tells. We know that it's just Lexi going on her own on this journey. You can't have a campfire without a scary story, right? Oh, no. I got one for you. Once upon a night, a young camper went walking through a dark wood. They were alone. Horror overcame them. A sense that something or someone was following them. But they had a wonderful surprise when they came across a stunning outdoor spa. An oasis of calm in the dark night. Twinkly lights, fluffy towels, a real classy joint. Standing in the center was a top of the range, upright tanning booth. They left inside, closed the door and slipped off their clothes. They turned the thing on and got a full coating of the good stuff. They were in heaven. Everybody wants to look their best at Camp Pleasant, right? They were finally relaxing after a day of torment and failure. Suddenly, Bruce emerged from the forest, carrying a tub of extra strong battery acid. I mean, this stuff was bad. Even Bruce was wearing gloves, and he doesn't have a consistent hand moisturizing regime like Bobby. Meanwhile, Bruce removed the tanning oil and replaced it with the battery acid. A classic prank. At first, nothing happened. Then, the acid hit. They screamed! They always do. But it did no good. The camper skin melted like ice cream under a hot sun. They tried to escape, but the door was locked. Her hand bashed uselessly against the glass. Then the screaming stopped. The camper was still. The tanning cycle finished, and the door opened like a microwave. There they were. Quite dead, of course. No one could have been deader. 
And to end the perfect evening, Bruce took a selfie with the corpse to put a five-star review on the manufacturer's website. Because for once, it had lived up to the description in the sales literature. Of all the deaths, mate, an outdoor spa. Tannin Booth Lexi takes off her clothes, although she didn't take off her clothes. And then the fake tan, which looked a lot like water, or it was tanning oil, apparently. And I put, mate, please turn into acid. And then Bruce turns up and switches out the tanning oil with battery acid. And I put, can't wait to see the special effects. What's going to happen? Oh, the lights change colour. <laughs> so <laughs> the lights in the tanning booth changed from, like, white, which they were originally, to green to represent the acid, to red for the blood. And then Bruce turns up, and what's he do? Takes a selfie. The killer remains at large. Bobby sings about their betrayal of Lexi, and we see next week, and it looks like Gabe and Kaylee are gonna fall out big time. Lexi's dead, cause her friends betrayed her. They shouldn't sleep very well, because they killed an innocent girl. Overall, Really good episode. Mm -hmm. I'd be surprised now if Clyde isn't the killer, but we've been wrong many times before. Yeah, I think maybe he's so confident of himself. He could, he could be like that if he was the killer or, or he's just normal. Yeah. Normal innocent player. True. Um, I like the episode due to the shit-stirring game at the start. Yeah, brilliant. And the sort of cooperative escape room. With SJ just nailing the, the roll out of the window. Yeah. It's like it's the worst bit of parkour I've ever seen. Parkour. 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 Extreme. Parkour. Parkour. Go on then. Ask me the questions. Who's the killer? I'm gonna go for because you're gonna go Clyde, aren't you? <laughs> I'm all in on Clyde with a sprinkling of Valentina. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Syrah. Yeah, and I've put, I really want to know why Valentina has, has mm. voted for Syrah because that's that's alarm bells, that is. I'm going to go for Syrah and then for winning it. You've got to say SJ, surely. SJ, 100% SJ. Him. I love him. And for me, it would have been Lexi, but obviously she's gone, gutted that she's gone. And also she was the, probably the best part of that love triangle, um, which is now a love line. It's just between the two. <laughs> Mora, mate, Mora. Although I'm easily bought... And since Bella's now following us on Twitter, <laughs> all in, let's hope Bella wins it. Yeah, okay. So right, So SJ and Bella <laughs> to win. Yeah, but Maura, Maura as well. I got, you know, and Clyde, Valentina or Syra maybe. Is, is, is... Which are basically naming everybody now. Yeah, but like we've got them on. I don't think, I don't think that we, either of us think SJ, Maura or Bella necessarily are the killer, but we'd like them to win. Whereas the killer, I mean, it's Clyde's probably too easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it to be someone completely. You know, if it like, was F, mate, if it was SJ, he's played the perfect a, a, game. A, absolutely, the absolute perfect game, and I hope I'd love that. I would love that. Before we wrap up, is there anything else about episode three? Because otherwise, we will. No, there was a bit where I think you see uh, Gabe do a clapping press up. Yes, there is. Just to prove he could do it, which yeah, well done him. Yeah, what what they don't show is that. In that, that three second clip, he, he did one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. He, he couldn't land it. He can clap, <laughs> but then he face plants. Right then, mate. Until next time. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam because Jam Presents was already taken. 
For more content like this, head over to jasonandmike.com. We'll be back next week with more Killer Camp.